As the meeting inside Zion United comes to an end, George Baker and his fellow SCLC workers move outside and sit on the church steps to discuss strategy. Zion sits on the northeast corner of Jefferson and Pickens. The protesters will exit the front door onto Pickens and march one block north to the jail. On their way, they will pass the bus station, the post office, an office building, and a Ford dealership on the right, and the Perry County Courthouse on their left. From his vantage point, Baker can see about fifty or sixty helmeted police with billy clubs all over in the street. State troopers are stationed twenty feet apart from each other. The Marion police and Perry County sheriff's men are out in full force, too. Afraid that these officers, as well as those they have deputized, might attack, the organizers tell Baker that he is not to march. In case anything happens, he is to phone SCLC headquarters in Selma. Now the line forms with Albert Turner, Willie Bolden, and Reverend James Dobines at the front. They have only marched about fifty feet when they hear a voice over a loudspeaker. You are hereby ordered to disperse, announces Marion Chief of Police T.O. Harris. Go home or go back in the church. He tells them that they are breaking the law by having an unlawful assembly. Harris will later tell the FBI that earlier in the day he learned leaders were coming in from Selma, and there were reports they planned to put on a show that night. He and Perry County Sheriff William Loftus then asked for additional help from the state police. Governor Wallace obliged by sending in troopers who, Harris said, would not take the initiative but would back local officials up and follow our direction. Harris will also say that he witnessed newsmen coming in larger numbers than usual and felt their presence was an indication that something was planned that they considered newsworthy and presumably things could get out of hand. As a result, he and Loftus devised a plan to stop the march before it got too far from the church to prevent it being spread over too large an area to control. Hearing the order to disperse, Reverend Dobines kneels on the sidewalk. May we pray before we go back, he asks. Suddenly the street lights go out. While I was praying, a trooper struck me across the head with his stick, opening a bloody wound, Dobines will later say in a sworn statement. They drug me off and carried me to jail, beating me all the way. I was charged with unlawful assembly. I kept praying all the way to jail. They kept telling me to shut up, but I kept praying. When I got to jail, blood was streaming down my face like water. Someone at the jail said, You black, blank, blank, you ought to bleed to death. Dobine's line mates are also attacked. A cop grabs Bolden by his jeans and delivers him to an unnamed official. What's your name, nigga? asks the man, whom Bolden later calls the sheriff. Before the young organizer can respond, the sheriff sticks his pistol in Bolden's mouth and cocks the gun. If you breathe, nigger, I'll blow your effin' brains out. Self, don't breathe, Bolden tells himself. The sheriff accuses Bolden of being an outside agitator who has come to town to upset my negroes, my niggers. The police, as well as the white establishment, believe everything was fine before SCLC came to town and organized the local blacks. The sheriff then pulls the pistol out of Bolden's mouth, cracking one of Bolden's teeth. Bolden is hit on the head and carted off to jail. While the sheriff deals with Bolden, a trooper confronts Turner, asking, Are you an outsider?
Turner identifies himself as a local leader. A Marion policeman vouches for him, but the trooper still wants to see some identification. As Big Al reaches for his driver's license, he too is clubbed. Baker never gets a chance to call Selma. As the attack begins, he sees three police officers pointing in his direction. He turns over.